0: G I R L S C A M P, it's Girls Camp! Hello, lovely campers, and welcome to Girls Camp. Welcome back, or welcome for the first time. I am your host, Haley Rall, and I'm so happy you've joined for today's episode. I think it's going to be a fun one. Maybe I should say an intriguing one. We are talking today about garments, the garments of the holy priesthood, as it were, and there's a lot to get into here. Last week, we talked about modesty, so we're kind of continuing a little bit of a part two along that same vein, talking about how garments fit into the whole modesty conversation. I've done a little research. We have some more of your stories to tell and lots and lots to unpack per usual. I wanted to say thank you so much for the response to last week's episode. I feel like we all had this joint rage and frustration, but also validation and empathy for one another. That was really cool to see. I do feel like gathering these stories and telling these stories is so powerful and important. And even though it sucks that this was going on, For so many of us, I think it's really healing to know that we were not alone in it, and I really got to experience that with all of you, and I'm just really appreciative. So thanks for listening, thanks for the DMs. Glad that we are unpacking together, because wow, it's a lot. Let's do a quick little campfire chat before we jump into it. I only have one little update for you all, which is I went on Mormon Stories this week and it was a lot of fun. I'm super excited about the conversation we had. John DeLynn of Mormon Stories has been so incredibly supportive of Girls Camp, literally from day one. He has helped promote the podcast and offered super helpful advice and just been very kind and encouraging and I'm so, so grateful for that and was super honored when he asked me to be on the podcast. I feel like I've referenced kind of Mormon stories on this podcast before, and I think I've tried to differentiate myself here at Girls Camp from Mormon stories. And it was super interesting to talk with John because toward the end of the conversation, we had a super, super good discussion about the Mormon, post-Mormon podcasting space all of the history of the post-Mormon podcasting space, which honestly, I didn't know hardly anything about. And we were talking about what it's like to be a post-Mormon podcaster, all of the things that come with it. And we were kind of talking through what I'm hoping to do at girls camp and comparing that to Mormon stories. And I think it was just a super, super interesting conversation. It was very helpful for me. And it's interesting because I feel like I maybe had a little bit of a misunderstanding of Mormon Stories because I haven't really listened to that many episodes. And I do think Mormon Stories is more hard-hitting, I would say. They're more investigative. They're more long-form, obviously. But I just wanted to say I love what Mormon Stories is doing. And John and I talked a lot about how There is such a need in the space for different voices and different tones and different attitudes and just different people essentially speaking to this particular subject matter. So it was a really great conversation and yeah, I'll let you know when it airs. If you want to listen to me talk for four and a half more hours, then just your luck because that's how long the interview was. So I'll let you know when it's up and you can listen if you want to. Okay, wait. I actually remembered one more thing I wanted to share with you all, which is I'm going on a solo trip to New York next week. It is the first time I've traveled alone, just completely alone in my whole life. And I'm so, so excited I am going to be interviewed on a new podcast from an Instagram friend of mine. I don't know if she's announced it yet, so I will let you know when it's announced. But I'm going to be interviewed, and I decided just to make a trip out of it. I'm going to go see the Book of Mormon musical, which I cannot wait for. I've been dying to see it. So I'm going to go to that, and I'm meeting up with some friends. Honestly, some people I've met just through the podcast. And... I feel like I'm kind of in my getting to know myself era. Okay, not even that, but learning how to be alone. I really, really have always struggled with being alone. I just fill up my time with seeing other people. And now that I'm a mom, I'm always with my babies or my husband which is great. I really love being around people. I feel like I'm extroverted, but I'm trying to make more of an intentional effort to spend time with myself. And I went on a little solo date the other night when Bentley was out of town. I got a babysitter and just went to dinner and went shopping and got a an ice cream, and it was actually so nice and felt really really healing, which makes me excited to go spend some solo time in New York. I will be posting all about it probably on Instagram and TikTok. So, follow along if you want, and I'm excited to give a recap of Book of Mormon: The Musical, too. Okay, let's talk about garments. I'm going to start off with a little bit of history. I'm going to keep it quick. It's not going to be boring. I just think it's nice to have some context to what we're talking about. And Interestingly enough, there's not a lot that we know about garments. I did a decent amount of poking around the internet and found a lot of sources that say we don't know a ton about essentially why we have garments in the first place, but I will share some things that we do know. We do know that Joseph Smith introduced the garments sometime between 1842 and 1845 We don't know why he settled on the design of the garments. And that's a big old question mark for Brother Joseph, let me say, because hmm, there's a lot of ways that the garments could be symbolized. And it's interesting that for whatever reason, he landed on the garments as they were. The biblical origin of the garments is that Adam and Eve were kicked out of the Garden of Eden when Eve had the forbidden fruit, and they had to cover their nakedness with quote, skins of garments, and if you go through the temple, you know that that is referenced in relation to the garments that Mormons wear now. Also worth mentioning that the symbols on the garments, particularly the compass and the square, are very, very similar very similar to Masonic symbols, and as many of you probably know, Joseph Smith has a lot of connections to Freemasonry. I'm not going to get into all of that, but I thought it was also worth noting because the garments do have symbols on them on the chest and also on the legs, and yeah, those symbols are similar to the symbols of Freemasonry. Something I didn't know that I think is so wild is that it wasn't until 1923 that the church authorized the change of garments from being wrist length and ankle length to being short sleeve and knee length. So up until that point they were long johns essentially. Can you imagine? Short sleeve and knee length is hard enough, but wow, up until 1923 that's what they were. And then since 1923 the only significant change to the garments was in 1979 when they changed the garments from a one piece to a two to two pieces. so the shirt and the shorts. I actually remember complaining to my mom about garments when I was wearing my garments years and years ago. and she was like, Haley, you never had to wear the one piece, so you have nothing to complain about, which, is fair. Well, not fair that I have nothing to complain about, but the one piece does sound trickier for sure. However, maybe nice in some ways, like less seams and lines and elastic around the middle of your stomach. I don't know. Anyway, in 1979, they made that change. And then since then there's been some slight updates to fabrics and cuts and that sort of thing, but nothing super, super significant. What the church says about the garments is pretty vague, which is interesting in and of itself. They do say that the garments are a sign of our commitment to the covenants that we make in the temple, a reminder of those covenants. And they also say that the garments are a spiritual and even physical protection They have specifically referenced protection from temptation, and yeah, there are some teachings about them actually physically protecting your body. There is no official church teaching that I could find, and from my research, that says garments are a means of ensuring modesty. We're going to talk about that a lot more in depth, but worth noting that that is not a public stance of why... Mormons wear garments. It doesn't have anything to do doctrinally or wherever it's spoken about with modesty. One last thing I want to share is a quote that was given at some Utah area broadcast in 2022, so super recently. And I want to share this because I think there's been a bit of a cultural shift. I was kind of part of this before I left the church, like I was seeing this and sensing this, but I think it's even more so now where there's a bit more of a relaxed approach maybe to garment wearing. Like it seems like it's maybe a little bit less serious for some of the membership than it has been historically. And I don't know if that's completely the case, but that's something that I've kind of witnessed or felt like is going on where essentially people are still identifying as Mormons and they're endowed members, but they're just choosing not to wear their garments. I have no clue how many people or anything, but that's just something I've kind of noticed. But lest you think that the church is on board with this laxness around garment wearing, here's a quote from 2022. It is from a man named President Kevin W. Pearson of the Utah area presidency. And he said, quote, we are dismayed by the casual and even cavalier Nice little alliteration there. Way that some treat their temple covenants, including the casual and inconsistent wearing of the temple garment. So, I don't know. Thought that that was worth mentioning as far as kind of the current rhetoric surrounding how members choose to wear or not wear their garments. Okay, here's where things get really interesting. I am referencing... A podcast episode called At Last She Said It. It is run by two faithful active Mormon women, and they, in this episode, are interviewing a woman named Afton Southam Parker, who is also an active LDS woman. Afton took it upon herself. This was completely self initiated, but she was noticing lots of problems with the garments for women specifically so she gathered data from friends and family did some surveys and compiled a powerpoint presentation of all of the issues with the garments as they are and with a whole list of desired changes and suggestions for how the garments could be improved in a very practical sense Some way or another, she got this PowerPoint presentation in front of one of the head people in charge of garments at the church. And she didn't say who exactly it was or how exactly she got there, but she does talk about in this podcast interview what it was like to talk to this person. There's also a New York Times article about this, which I will link in the show notes so you could read about it there or listen to this podcast if you're interested. But I'll give you a little bit of a recap. In a nutshell, she presented this PowerPoint and she was talking about all of the practical things that come with being a woman and having underwear, such as periods, stains of all sorts, sweating, that sort of thing. Pretty basic stuff. And she says herself that the man she was speaking to was very uncomfortable to be speaking about these things. I believe he called her comments on periods quote, gore, like was referencing periods as talking about gore. A little bit crazy. But yeah, he was uncomfortable as she was talking about the logistics of women's underwear. And for the most part, he was not super, it seems from her own recounting of the experience, was not super open to many of the concerns or suggestions that Afton was sharing. She was talking about how difficult it is to dress as a woman with the garments, how uncomfortable and hot. And again, just the impracticalities of white underwear and how they get dirty, how they affect intimacy between partners when you're wearing the garments. And she had suggestions such as changing the color of the garments. So for example, having them be um, skin colored as opposed to being white in order to kind of mitigate some of the stain stuff. And Basically, again, the person she was talking to was just kind of saying, "Mm, probably not, probably not. Had a lot of reasons why those things couldn't happen. He was adamant that they couldn't change them from white. The most interesting part to me is when she was talking about the suggestion of taking off the sleeves of the garments, making them sleeveless, and adjusting some of the like hemlines and that sort of thing. And the man said to her, well, then women would be able to wear whatever they want. That to me is super interesting because it is a flat out admission that garments are internally in the church being used to control modesty. So there is a connection, at least based on this interview with this man, to garments and modesty, right? So, the garments are the way they are or have become the way they are because they want men and women, but probably mostly women, let's be honest, to dress in a certain modest fashion. Often the woman presenting this, and the two women interviewing her were very frustrated by this because that is nowhere stated by the church publicly or officially that garments are being used to control what women wear or to you know monitor women's modesty and so I think that that's kind of a big deal that that comment was said to her and that she's sharing that publicly because not that it's a surprise I mean obviously they're being used that way but it just shows this really interesting thing going on in the church where they are using garments as a modesty measure But they're not saying that that's what they're doing. And that feels notable that they would choose not to share that, but yet internally be unwilling to make changes to the cut of the garments in order to allow women to wear what they want. I don't like it. I think it's a little sketchy, a little shady. I think there's a reason that they're not willing to say that that's what they're doing because. That would be probably very unpopular and because it feels very antiquated to not only suggest that women dress a certain way, but have a mechanism for making sure that they dress a certain way because once you're an endowed member, you are instructed to wear the garments essentially at all times and it's a big deal. You shouldn't take them off. You're told you shouldn't take them off. And so if you're choosing to keep wearing your garments as you're being told, then you are essentially being controlled in what you can and cannot wear. If it's not abundantly clear already, I am no fan of garments, never really have been. So my short experience with garments is I got endowed when I was a wee little gal, I was only 18. I went through the temple a couple months early before my mission because Jacqueline, my best friend, was getting married. So I wanted to get endowed so I could go to her temple ceiling. And it was a shock to the system when I put those garments on my body. They felt very tight. They felt very restrictive. And I don't think I understood to what extent I had to completely get a new wardrobe in order to make them work. And I was young. I was 18. And I remember feeling pretty bummed out that I had to wear these garments and couldn't wear my shorts and my tank tops and all that stuff. But I also remember telling myself, well, eventually you have to grow up and be mature and mature women don't wear short shorts and skirts and That was kind of how I justified it to myself because in my community, that really was the case, right? Like at a certain age, women stopped dressing in shorts and tank tops because they were wearing garments. But in my mind, I was kind of like, oh, you just phase out of dressing like a teenager and you start dressing like a woman, which is modest. And I still had a hard time with the garments, but I pretty quickly went on a mission where they were uncomfortable and inconvenient, but it wasn't such an issue with how I was dressing. And then got home, got married, all the things. And they were always just really inconvenient to me. I remember feeling like I had a really hard time shopping, finding clothing that I liked. And the thing is with garments, it wasn't even always about, oh, I want to wear tank tops and shorts, but I would find a shirt and then it would have a little keyhole in the back and I knew it would show my garments, so I couldn't get it. Just, it was annoying, and I also remember feeling very unsexy, especially as a newlywed. Having to wear garments to sleep always bothered me, and for me, I'm a sweaty person naturally, and wearing garments, especially in the summer. I sweat so much. I literally thought I had like a condition until I took the garments off and I was like, oh yeah, no, I was just wearing like a full extra layer of clothing under my regular clothing. But I was so sweaty. I had to change my garments a lot and like had tons more laundry. Just all the things that you listening, if you've worn garments, you probably are nodding your heads in agreement. It's inconvenient. It's uncomfortable. I do know that some women enjoy wearing garments, and that's great. I know some women connect to them as their sign of their covenants or whatever, and that's great. For me, I feel like I built up so much resentment around garments and tried my best to justify it, but just never felt connected to them as a means of showing my commitment. There was a phase of garment wearing for me where I was willing to Acknowledge how uncomfortable they made me and how much I didn't like them. But I was kind of doing the whole martyr, Mormon martyr thing where I was like, well, this must be intended to be hard and annoying. And the harder and more annoying it is, the more I'm showing my commitment by just doing it, even though I don't like it, even though it doesn't really feel good. But because I don't like it and it doesn't feel good, I've got to do it even more to show that I'm really serious about this. And that was kind of my mentality for some of the time, but I ultimately ended up taking them off. And it really wasn't until taking off my garments that I realized the impact that they had on me. And I talk about this a lot. I talk about it on social media and, you know, people love to tell me what a trivial thing it is, but it's really not. I feel like body image and even just my relationship to self improved so drastically when I decided to take off my garments I want to read a submission about this she says all growing up I never cared about wearing short shorts bikinis tank tops that was honestly my entire wardrobe in the summer I was confident in my body and would never feel insecure about wearing anything like that that was until I went through the temple and got garments all of a sudden I was more body insecure than I had ever been. Being told I had to hide my body did weird things to my mind. When I stopped going to church and stopped wearing garments, it took me a few months and a lot of unlearning to be confident wearing things that showed my shoulders and my legs. It was crazy what weird mind games garments can play with a woman's self, with a woman's self-confidence. I absolutely relate to this. I do think garments play Games with your mind. For me, I obviously had modesty stuff because of all the modesty drama I shared last week. But when you wear garments, I think the biggest thing was that I was never actually with my body. Like I was never really naked or even just wearing underwear or I don't know. It's like I couldn't wear what I wanted to wear. And so I felt like it distanced me from my body and myself. And I didn't feel at home in my body because I was always uncomfortable. And because I was wearing things that I didn't really want to wear either. Like I naturally would have gravitated to very different clothing, but I had to adjust my clothing choices too, which is another act of distancing from myself. And I think there's tons of body image stuff that comes up around garments and obviously modesty because we're being told to hide our bodies where a lot of women already have some body image stuff to deal with and having that added layer of hide your body, your body is going to be sexualized or objectified so you shouldn't show it. It certainly does not help our relationship with our bodies and ultimately with ourselves. Another person wrote in and they said, Now that I've left the church as a young adult, I feel like I don't actually have my own style or know what clothes feel comfortable. Learning what bra to wear with tank tops or sleeveless clothes has been a nightmare. I still don't know what to wear, TBH. Ugh, I feel this. And it feels really unfair. It feels like we were denied the opportunity to explore that side of ourselves at a time that we should have been allowed to do that. And you can feel like you're behind or you've missed out because you weren't, you were robbed of that when you were in your garment wearing era. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I totally get that. And I think it feels sometimes like embarrassing maybe to feel like I don't even know literally what underwear I like to wear or like she said, like what bras to wear with certain things and that's super, super valid. What I've tried to do is kind of embrace the newness and try and get excited about it as best I can and get excited about figuring it out and trying new things and Just exploring that part of me. And although it is a bummer that I wasn't able to do that for so long, I am so happy I get to do it now and have honestly had so much fun shopping and trying things on. Another thing I would maybe recommend is just going to like the mall or something and just trying on so many things because. It's been interesting to see as I've been ordering more like tank tops and skirts and stuff, I just have to try a bunch of things on and see what feels comfortable and see, yeah, what bras I want to wear with stuff or what underwear I want to wear with things. And it's a lot of trial and error. And for me, I feel like I'm just now as of the past couple of months, honestly, figuring out what I like to wear, what I feel comfortable in, what I feel flatters me and just feels fun and like me. And it's so worth it. So I'm sorry that you're in the thick of kind of reckoning with all that, you know, anger and frustration. It's so valid and so real, but I do think it gets better. One thing I know a lot of you are dealing with that I also understand completely Is the struggle of taking off your garments, but still feeling like you need to wear garments or, sorry, not wear garments, but wear clothing that is garment passing, that looks like you could be wearing garments underneath. I think this happens for two reasons. So I'm going to read two different submissions about, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty and plenty of reasons, but as I see it, there's like kind of two main reasons that you have to kind of work through to get to the point where you can just wear whatever you damn well please so let me read this first submission when i stopped wearing garments i didn't tell my family because i was in the thick of figuring out my beliefs and it obviously is not their business what underwear i have on my mother clearly didn't agree and she tried to discreetly check if i was wearing them by quickly rubbing my thigh shoulders or back It's as weird as it sounds, lol. She did this for months, and I was horrified because it was such an invasion of privacy and I knew exactly what she was doing. I can laugh about it now, cause what the actual hell. It took me about a year of wearing my garments on and off before I ditched them altogether. About eight-ish months after throwing them away, my mom knew and she called me one day and asked, do you struggle wearing your garments? To which I simply replied, no, I'm actively choosing not to wear them. I was super proud of myself for being blunt, but wish I would have called her out on everything way sooner. The church's standard of modesty is so toxic and problematic, but the modesty regarding garments is on a whole other level. Shit. Yeah, that sounds so bad to have your mom literally touching your body to check what underwear you're wearing. I think this is one of the biggest hurdles and one of my biggest frustrations with the culture around garments. So many people leave the church and they are ready to take off their garments, right? Obviously, you don't want to wear your garments if you have left the church, but they're not ready to be known as being out of the church to either their family or their friends or their community. But because of how the garments operate as that modesty mechanism, you can't just wear whatever you want to wear because if you do, then people will know you've taken off your garments and thereby they will know your faith standing. And that feels super unfair to me. I was talking to someone on Instagram this week and she was saying yeah I, I took off my garments a long time ago but I still for a myriad of reasons I'm not ready to be open about my faith transition which is so fair as is her right but yet she now still has to abide by the garment modesty standards Because if she doesn't, then she's outed herself as being out of the church. And that feels icky to me because that's when it feels like, again, this mechanism of being able to see where people are at and knowing that your family is going to be watching you or people in your life are going to be watching you. And so you have to like continue wearing things that you maybe don't want to wear proud of this person for setting those boundaries with her mom eventually when she was like no I'm choosing not to wear my garments leave me alone I think boundaries are so much easier said than done but that's kind of how I handled it I didn't have anyone really make any comments to me but I already had like a pre- made response in my head in case anybody did of what I was going to say. So if I was going to like a family event and I was worried that someone might call me out on what I was wearing, which is crazy, I had a response. So I knew I would be ready and that made me feel like kind of more brave and willing to do it. And for me, I took a long time to start wearing clothing that was not garment clothing. I slowly started wearing stuff around my immediate family and then slowly started wearing stuff around my extended family. And I can remember like each time I took a step toward doing that. One thing I remembered is the first time I posted on Instagram, not wearing garments or, you know, wearing something where you could tell. And I was wearing these jeans and a sweater that I had tucked up into my bra. So there was like a little bit of my midriff showing and I took pictures at the Capitol in Salt Lake when this flowers were in bloom and it was a cute picture and I wanted to post it. And I was talking to Jacqueline and I was like, I can't post this though, because you can see my stomach and people will know that I'm not wearing garments and my grandpa follows me and you know, all these people will know. And I just had a long talk with Jackie and she was like, Haley, I get it. But at some point, you're just going to have to kind of rip the band aid off. And so I posted the picture. And again, I haven't really had any significant fallout, but I can remember all of the times that I was with new people that I was worried about and how much bravery it really requires. It requires a lot of bravery to. Go out into the world not wearing garments and know the judgment that people are going to have toward you. Know that people might bring it up to your face, which is wild and it's hard and scary. And I'm sending my love and solidarity to all of you who are in the process of figuring that out. Now is probably the time I need to out myself as being a very judgmental bitch toward people who didn't wear their garments when I was in the church. I get it because I did it myself and it's so unfortunate. I also talked to a lot of you about last week's episode about how devastating it is when we women get pulled into this culture and we are the ones who are perpetuating this modesty bullshit ourselves, you know? And I just want to say that I did that myself. Like, I remember looking at women on Instagram who I knew were still members or considered themselves members. And I remember being like, there's no way they're wearing garments. And they talk about being a member of the church on Instagram. And yet here they are not wearing garments. I can remember specific people and specific posts. And it drove me crazy because ultimately I... I didn't want to wear my garments and seeing other women who were still in the church, but choosing not to wear their garments just felt so unfair because the way I interpreted the doctrine or whatever was like, you can't do that. And so the way that I outleted that emotion outlet, outlet that emotion was by feeling ultimately Judgmental and judging other women. And that's such a bummer that I did that. And I know that that is such a part of the culture. It's really steeped into Mormonism in a big way that we are looking at each other and analyzing what other people around us are doing and often making judgments, which is just super unfortunate. Part two of why it's difficult to start wearing clothing that doesn't work with garments, in my opinion, is more about the body image thing and the internalized messaging that we received about how our bodies are sexual and after being objectified for so long, trying to rewire our brain. So here is a submission about that. I left the church two years ago and I still have a hard time wearing anything that shows my shoulders or stomach in public. I always feel so cute when I get dressed, but then as soon as I leave the house, I feel extremely conscious and like everyone is looking at me or judging me or sexualizing me, even if they're not. Moving out of Utah helped a bit, but those thoughts still come up from time to time. It really sucks because when I first left the church, I was so excited to be able to wear whatever I wanted to, but the ingrained modesty shame is so deep and very much still there for me. We've been made to believe that our bodies are sexual objects and that doesn't just go away as soon as we decide to step away from the church. And even when we rationally know that that is not real and not right and is wrong, our brains still think that. And I can relate to this as well, where it feels like it's still a bad thing to wear tank tops and dresses whatever it may be for me it has gotten better with practice that sounds so silly that you would have to practice wearing a tank top out and about but I do feel like the more I have just worn what I wanted to wear and things that I did feel cute in I've gotten more used to it and some of those feelings that you're describing have gotten Better over time. I don't feel that way as much anymore. And I'm sure that for a lot of us, this goes so deep that probably therapy could help a lot because there's some deep undoing that needs to be done around how we see ourselves and being able to get to a point, you know, where we don't have to think those things anymore. I will still ask Bentley when I'm wearing, I don't know, a skirt or something. And a lot of times this happens because his mom and dad come and watch our girls for a date night once a week, which is so nice. I'm so grateful. And I'll be wearing like a skirt. This happened a couple weeks ago. And I'll literally be like, oh, like, should I change because your parents are going to see me? And Bentley's always like, no, you're fine. If you feel comfortable wearing this, you feel comfortable wearing this. And that's been really helpful just to kind of talk it out and process with another person and have Bentley help me see like, it's okay. You can wear a skirt around my parents and it's fine. And the thing is with Bentley's parents is I've never felt any judgment coming from them, but I am the one projecting that, you know? And yeah, it can be useful just to have someone you can talk through that with and who can help kind of bring you down to earth too. I forgot To tell the story at the beginning of the episode, but I went the other day to get my driver's license renewed. I actually lost my driver's license, and so I had to go to the DMV, get the new picture, the whole thing, and I was getting ready, putting on my makeup, like trying to do my hair because I wanted a nice driver's license picture, and I was trying to decide what to wear, and I put on a tank top, and I'm not kidding, I literally Googled Can you wear a tank top to get your driver's license picture taken? (laughs) Like I thought that I was going to get dress coded or something or that it wasn't allowed. And then I Googled it and it was like not even a thing. And I realized, whoa, this is still a thing for me. Like me thinking the government was going to dress code me as a grown ass woman for wearing a tank top to get my driver's license photo taken. Eesh. You can take a girl out of the church, but it's a bit harder to take the internalized modesty shame out of the girl. So I obviously have my own modesty stuff I got to deal with, but at the same time, I'm in my hoe phase. There's a lot of people on TikTok talking about a hoe phase and, you know, I'm happily married, have two kids, so I'm not looking to have sex with anyone but my husband but I am looking to hoe it up a little in what I'm wearing. I want to be wearing short skirts. I want to be wearing tank tops. I want to be wearing tube tops. I want to be wearing tight little dresses. I feel like a hoe phase is a woman's God-given right, and I didn't get to have one. And now I'm just wanting to wear what I want to wear dress as sexy as I want to dress. And, you know, most days I'm like, I don't really want to wear a shirt with sleeves because I had to wear a shirt with sleeves for so much of my life. I don't want to wear jeans. I want to wear shorts. The shorter, the better. Honestly, I kind of have a trigger response to dresses that are, that have sleeves and are like those floofy flowy maxi dresses Which is funny because objectively, they're so beautiful. And if they're your jam, I love that for you. Women rock them. But when I put one on my body or see one in my closet, I am immediately a sister missionary in my mind and I cannot do it. Like if I'm going to a wedding or something, I actually just barely gave away a bunch of my dresses to my mom and sisters. They were so cute. And I actually think they're like really nice dresses. But if I'm going to a wedding or whatever, have an occasion to wear a dress, I'm like, God forbid someone sees me in this dress and thinks that I am an active LDS woman. Like, I cannot. I need to make sure there is something sleeveless or something short so that when I'm out and about, people know where I'm at. I'm kind of kidding, but I'm kind of not kidding, but I do want to say, you know, we're all going to deal with this in different ways. And if you still want to wear the same clothes you were wearing, that's amazing. And what you wear is such a personal, personal choice. If you want to dress as sexy as you possibly can, that's incredible. Whatever you want to do, do it. And that is, I think the moral of the story is that We women should get to wear what we want to wear. And I'm obviously directing this all at women, but I think some of this goes for men as well. Like my husband, obviously, it's very different for men because garments are, I think, objectively speaking, a lot easier. They're a lot more comfortable. They're looser. It's just not as much of a barrier to what I would say your typical man wears But even my husband has expressed feeling like taking off garments has been really exciting and just more fun because there are different options. You can wear tank tops. He like loves wearing a white tank and it's just can be fun and exciting. But I just want to say, you know, however you want to dress, whatever you want to do, do it. And speaking of my husband, I feel like I would be remiss not to mention That garments are such a buzzkill in the bedroom. And what a shame that so much of my marriage, my early newlywed days, I was wearing garments. Like, damn. Honestly, that sucks because we were on our honeymoon having sex for the first time and then putting our garments on after and going to sleep. And that is a barrier. That is. A barrier to intimacy, and I feel like taking off garments has also been very good for our sex life, which is another fun bonus because, yeah, when you're trying to get sexy and you gotta like strip off some garments in order to do it, it's just not the same. Okay, one more practical tip I wanted to mention. I started getting a newly, which is that clothing rental service, probably like six or seven months ago now, and I think it is a post-Mormons very best friend because you can do a lot of exploration around what you want to wear without a long-term commitment, so I used it postpartum, which was really nice as my body was changing, and then it's been fun this summer because... I'm just trying out like different styles that I've never worn before and you know you have the items for a month and you can like try different things and wear them out and just figure out if you like it or not and then you can buy it. This should absolutely be a newly ad. It is unfortunately not but maybe I'll put it out into the universe. Newly sponsor me because I really truly feel like that has been one of my favorite things to do in discovering my style. It's not cheap I'm sorry, it's kind of expensive. It's been worth it for me though to not just be like buying things and then having things I don't like. You know the drill. So newly can be really fun too as you're figuring out your new style. All right, my friends, we're gonna leave it at that for today. Thank you so much for joining, and I had a great time talking about modesty and garments with you all. This will most certainly be a topic we revisit in the future because there are a ton more stories you all shared and you know there's just always a lot more to talk about so I'm excited to revisit this someday in the future just want to send my love out to all of you campers and thank you again for being here have an absolutely wonderful day afternoon night and I'll see you next week bye G I R L S C.